Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is brought to you by Miracle at Big Rock. The holidays are here, and Big Rock Creek in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin is so proud to present the biggest holiday spectacular that the St. Croix Valley has ever seen. Step into the holiday magic this season with Miracle at Big Rock for good old-fashioned family fun. You're going to be dazzled by the millions of Christmas lights that surround you as you travel through the different themes that they have, including Frozen Land, the Enchanted Forest, Whoville, and many more. There's also going to be food trucks, an indoor heated holiday market, cocktails for you, cocoa and s'mores for the kids, sledding, fireworks, and of course, Santa's going to be there. Jump on board the Miracle helicopter to see the lights from the sky. Don't miss it. Miracle at Big Rock runs from November 26th through January 2nd. Free parking is available for you. Skip the line and buy your tickets in advance at miracleatbigrock.com. This is part two of my interview with Susan Haw, Program Director at Bellwin Conservancy. If you missed part one, be sure to listen to it to learn about the organization. Now in this part, we're going to talk about the bison that come to Bellwin every year. And we also talk about helpful tips for when you visit. And we learn a little bit more about why Susan loves her job so much. Check it out. Let's talk about the bison because that was something yeah. that... Again, I was looking and reading about it thinking, how have I never heard of this? And yeah, yeah. it looks like it started in 2008 from what mm-hmm. I re- remember reading. Yeah. So this the- is a partnership with North Star Bison. They raise bison and in the summer, for the summer months, they take a herd of bison um, and bring them to Belwyn. And it's just a a place for them to come and live in a calm environment, eat really beautiful grass, and also maintain our prairie, which the bison prairie, it's really their prairie. And they are integral to the health of a prairie. I mean, everything they do um, enriches the prairie. They don't take anything away from the prairie. They only give you know, the web of life is just so clear. So there, you know, some simple things to think about are their, their fur, they have all this fur. And as they walk around, they pick up seeds and they spread seeds. Mm. And, and so that prairie is by far the most beautiful prairie, in terms of just being diverse, ecology and scattered. And, you know, it's not human made where yeah. we might have pockets of seeds in one place or, you know, something pocket of something growing here and a pocket of something else growing there. Yeah. Everything is dispersed. Uh, they help to aerate the soil with their hooves. They wallow, which is something called, they lie on their side to scratch mm-hmm. and rub on the ground. And they, they form these little hard ground divots by, through this wallowing, and then that can collect water for other other species that are looking for some water. They have saliva. This is something that we learned just maybe two or three years ago. Their saliva has nutrients in it that um, go into the plants when they chew the plants, and they only chew the grass down to about six inches or so. Wow. And they're feeding the plant as they're being fed by the plant. It's just that what what it what it means to live thousands of years together mm-hmm. it's yeah evolution i mean they they're incredible 
Yeah. yeah. So that happened in 2008. How has that program developed since then? Or is it one that's just self-sustainable where it just is? Yeah, it's pretty self-sustainable. I mean, it just is exactly. And we, um, all we have done is uh, we built a big platform. So there's a low uh, handicap accessible, like wheelchair accessible platform mm -hmm. where you can look. And then if you, you know, you can view the bison um, and then there's a walkway with steps that's not accessible that's uh, higher up because sometimes they're pretty far away. Mm -hmm. um, and that one, we just rebuilt that during COVID. And okay. so now it's, it's much the stairwell, the staircase is beautiful. And there are two places to view the bison on the, uh, on the platform. And they're and, gone um, for the season right now, correct? Yep. They are, they'll be coming on uh, May 21st. Okay. And then when do they depart? <laughs> they depart sometime in the fall. So okay. usually the end of September, or beginning of, of October. Okay. It, it really isn't our choice. It's, um, sure. I mean, it's North Star Bison who's, yep. who raises the bison and they're, they go to market. Um, okay. So this is, our field is like a finishing field. Got it. Where they, there are two, mainly two-year-old males. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least they have been the years I've been here. I'm not sure if that's what they do all the time, yep. but um, it's a herd of two-year-old males and they are just essentially in a place where it's calm, where they mm -hmm. can eat. And then when they take them from Bellwin, they take them to another prairie where they actually, I think it's called live kill. They shoot them from far away. So they don't, it's not like a slaughterhouse, like, mm -hmm. you know, you imagine with cows and, you know, you line them up, but yep. this is, they kill them in the field. And then I think they call it dressing. I am not a, a, a hunter, so right. I don't know the language very well, but, um, but that's where they go after they leave Bellman. Okay. They, they end up going to market. Got it. Mm -hmm. Bring binoculars. Okay. Because they're not always going to be right up near the fence. Yeah. That's why we built the platform. So sometimes they're way down yonder and you, you can see them with your eyes, naked eye, but uh, having binoculars would be really cool because okay. then you can really see them. Okay. Yeah. We do have some scratching posts for them that they really seem to like. Mm -hmm. So, and they're up closer to the uh, platforms. Okay. Got yeah. it. There's also like at, when you're there, if you're, you're parked at the bison, if you walk across the street North, there are trails around Lucy Winton bell. It's the South end. Mm -hmm. So it's not the fields, but it's the, uh, the trails uh, and the prairie. And this year, wow. I almost forgot to say this, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, something called foreground Midwest land art biennial and Franconia is the lead on this. It's, it was their vision, uh, but it's North and South Dakota, Minnesota and Wisconsin. So our four States, there are at least 22 sites that are going to have land art on them. And Bellwin is one of them. So we're like Franconia and Bellwin will both be sites. So the St. Croix Valley is totally represented. Yeah. North and South. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, woo, woo, woo. And, 
And so we'll have, we're going to have the sculpture on that south end below, just south of Lucy Wintendell Athletic Fields in that prairie that's just walkable from the bison. Okay. Yeah, there'll be some big events all up and down the valley for this biennial. We're going to feature it. Uh, Hopefully it'll be up by the bison festival. So the bison are coming on the 21st. It's a Saturday, May Mm -hmm. 21st. 2022. It's, we have a 5k run. We call it run with the bison, even though the bison haven't arrived yet. You're not running with bison, but it's 5k run with the bison. You actually get to run (laughs) through the bison prairie up into the prairie around Lucy Wintendell athletic fields and back to our tent where the festival is. And we have music and we have arts. We make dirt art and plant art. And then the bison really, the bison arrive and there's a release into the field and then they're there for the summer. That sounds like a great event. Definitely come. Yeah. We have food trucks, music, total party. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about do's and don'ts of Bellwin Conservancy. Um, just from a hiking perspective, if a family comes out and they're, and they're going to be hiking Uh, The main thing is be respectful of other people. Uh, Mm -hmm. We allow dogs, but they need to be on leashes. Okay. And um, the reason for that, besides the fact that other people can be scared of dogs, Mm -hmm. so you need Mm -hmm. to respect that there are other people out there. Yep. Most of the birds around here nest in the ground. Oh. And dogs running all over the place and messing with them. Yeah. And people don't know that. I didn't know that before I started working at Bellwin. Yeah. But um, that's a main reason we keep dogs on leash. Okay. Um, pick up after your dog, obviously. We do not have garbage at at our place. So you've okay. got to bring your bag and double bag that. Got it. Good <laughs> to know. That's a good tip. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is you're welcome to, you know, have food and picnic. We've had people, we don't have picnic tables. Uh, it's not a park atmosphere, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you have a blanket, um, you can always eat, just take everything with you. Yeah. You know, that's pack, good to pack know. it in, pack it out. Yep. And you have restrooms available on site? Only in the summer months. Like we have uh, Porta Johns. Okay. Got it. They're not there now, um, but they'll be back in the spring. Okay. And they'll be by the parking lot, okay. by the stagecoach parking lot and by the bison parking lot. So there isn't a restroom available right now then? Correct. Okay. Yeah. If you need to go to the bathroom, just come to the office. Oh, well, yeah, that, I mean, I would count that. I was thinking you, you were always... saying that office one is closed as well. No, no. Okay. Uh, it's just that because we're doing this hybrid thing still because of the COVID, because of COVID, yep. you're not always going to find someone at the office necessarily. Okay. And that yeah. would be locked then. Yeah. Got so it. yeah, I know that's kind of tricky. Yeah. Well, it's good to know though. And good to be prepared. It's for, important. So. Yep. We are really close. We're just three miles from Afton mm-hmm. or those uh, right on St. Croix trail. There yep. are gas stations right yeah. down there. So good to it's, know. it's close by. Are there specific hours that people can visit Belwyn for hiking Yeah. So we have the trails that are free and open for hiking, uh, including the bison platform, which is cool in the summer uh, when the bison are there. Everything's open 
basically dawn to dusk. How can people see real time what is open and available oh, to them and what's not? Yeah, that's a great question. All you have to do is go on our website and look under trails and it tells you. Okay. And there's like, you know, there's seven miles of trails that you can hike every day. You can snowshoe. Uh, We don't groom them for skiing, but a lot of people go out and do old fashioned cross country skiing on them. Okay. So when you go to the website, find the trail and make sure that you mark down the address for that trail, because if you plug in Bellwin Conservancy, you're going to be taken to the offices, which may be closed for the winter. That's right. That's exactly the trails around the office are closed for the winter. Okay. And and you can't access them during the day because it's a school. The the kids are out there. Got it. But the other ones, yeah, they're the address for the parking lots at the bison parking where there are trails north of there and Mm -hmm. also stagecoach prairie. Yep. That address is right there. If you go to Um, the website, visit trails or just type in trails on the um, search. Yeah. Very easy to use. I can see it right there and it has each address. So that's perfect. Cool. Cool. Love it. You have a big uh, button on your website that says get involved. What are some of the ways that people can get involved? We have a fantastic volunteer program and our volunteers do all kinds of things. They're really busy in the spring and the fall for the most part, because that's when you pull um, invasive species, plants that are, you know, not good for the healthy ecosystem, and then also collecting seeds, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. We also have, as I said, we have these big events, three big events, the Bison Festival, Music in the Trees, and the Winter Solstice Bonfire. Those need quite a few volunteers. And then we have walks. And uh, we also will go back to having talks, nature talks and art, artist talk, probably outside next year. But all of those um, need volunteer help. You can always get involved by donating. Mm -hmm. That is really important because that is a big part of our budget and a big part of how we do what we do, protecting the land and having and bringing people in. And let's see, what else? (laughs) <laughs> you can have fun. You could just get involved by getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really the, the number one goal is go see it, that's go right. visit it because it's, it's such a hidden gem. It really is. It's yeah. beautiful. And there's so much happening there that people yeah. need to know about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's number one is get out and try Bill. And mm-hmm. get out and try. <laughs> and then if you like to get involved would just be to tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Share our events, you know, go to our Facebook page if you're, if you're on Facebook and share our events. So what do you do with Bellwin Conservancy? I am the program director and I've been with Bellwin since November of 2015. And really my job is to sort of look at what our programs are going to be for the public, how we're going to bring new audiences into Bellwin and specifically using the arts as ways to amplify our message and our education and for people to have fun out at Bellwin. So for you, before 2015, what were you doing? Oh, I am um, a musician. <laughs> and my I had a job as an artistic director of a uh, first uh, choir. I was living in Pittsburgh 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, I moved here for love, not for Belwyn, but okay. I do love Belwyn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I moved into the area from Pittsburgh in uh, 2013. And before okay. that, I was, um, I had started, I was an, a queer and trans activist. And I had started an LGBT plus uh, youth creative performing arts organization for kids 13 to 24. Okay. That was in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. It's still there. Dreams of Hope. Dreamsofhope.org. And I'm a conductor and a composer. Okay. This was my training in school. So was the music in the trees inspired by your background that way? Yeah. That was all you. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I just love people and I love uh, the arts and I love working with all the arts. So Dreams of Hope in Pittsburgh was, a, was about, you know, theater and dance and mm -hmm. um, music and performance art. And yeah. now it's incorporated, you know, stage set design and costume. And yeah, so I just love combining the arts and we're doing that at Bellwin. Well, it sounds like in a big way. Yeah, you know, with big your, way. a yeah. third of your big events. <laughs> I know. And we had like over 60 artists. I just counted them up last week was mm -hmm. we had over 60 artists on site working at Bellman, like either doing things at events or mm -hmm. creating art through yeah. those films. That's just incredible. Well, you've got to just be loving your job then. I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. Good. I mean, how could I not? Right. I work at Bellwin. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible place. Yeah. Well, and combining two of your passions in a very yeah. big way. So that's, yes. that's always a good feeling. So you're, yeah. you're probably uh, able to manage stress a little bit easier and better than some of those that are sitting in corporate America in the cubicle farm. And <laughs> I could, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I, I think everybody has learned a lot during COVID about, not having to be at work all the time. Right. You know, yeah. or sitting in front of a computer every single minute. It's, it's a hard lesson to learn too. And it's, it, it really hits you when it hits you. And I think there are some that went one, well, I think people either went one way or the other when COVID hit with that. Um, some were in front of their computers even more or in front of their screens even more. Mm -hmm. And others realized mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. there's this whole space that they've been neglecting in their life and yeah. they need to lean into that a little bit more because it is the thing that might break down the stress that is built up behind the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I, I do know that like being on the screen can be a really helpful thing for a lot of people, Yeah, you know, because it does connect you with other people. It like does. a lot of those games, those are your you know, that's a way to connect when you're out in the world and you can't be connecting. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally see both sides of that. But for sure, for me, I really, I really enjoy being outside. Yeah. And just just getting the word out that Belwin is here. Yeah. And that it's open and people should come and and enjoy it. Well, I really appreciate you being a guest on the podcast. And I also very much appreciate Belwin Conservancy being a part of getoutandtry.com. Oh, thank you so much for the podcast. It's excellent. Really wonderful to learn about everything that's happening in the Valley. And uh, we are so happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Katie.
That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the Valley. Go, get out and try.